Welcome to the Everyday Gospel Podcast, where we have conversations with women and men who are living out their call outside the walls of the church. Welcome to the Everyday Gospel Podcast. This is Derek Scott, and I'm here with my friend, Michelle Otley-Fisher. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm doing well. Hello, everybody. Awesome. Um, Michelle, if you want to tell us just a little bit about yourself, what you're doing for work and your family. Sure. I am lucky enough to be working in the Duval County Public School System. I'm actually the director of dance at the La Villa School of the Arts. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, I'm married. I have an amazing husband of almost 20 years and three daughters, none of which are in elementary or middle school. That's awesome. Two in high school and one in college. And uh, it's really nice to be in that place, just um, working on my craft and watching them grow into being amazing young women and and just enjoying life. That's where I am. Awesome. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about your approach to teaching dance in general. Um, And I can speak to you may may or may not have even heard anybody reflect like this about um at least the way i remember your approach i felt like that there were many dance instructors that were very technical Mm -hmm. um which obviously is you know a huge thing um particularly when it comes to this art form Mm -hmm. um and so that was what i expected from a dance instructor to Mm -hmm. be sort of non-emotional about it to to just be very straight yeah. I don't, not by the book because there's not like a book but right, right, right. by the rhythm right um and then i met you and i met I, I i encountered a different way of thinking about movement right. that came from a deeper place techniques still mattered rhythm still mattered um there were days that you came into the studio <laughs> during some of those musicals and i was afraid of you <laughs> afraid for my life yeah <laughs> But you just brought this whole different sort of just idea about dance that actually was refreshing for me as a student. So, and, and I don't know Thank if that you. You, that was you doing that intentionally or not, but talk a little bit about your approach to dance. You know, I'm, I'm not sure if it's intentional as much as it is about the relationship. I think it's important for the students to truly learn hmm. And you can't learn unless you're invested, yeah. unless it matters mm-hmm. to you. And so um, it's, it's important to me to get to where the kids, any student, I, you know, child, adult, anyone, to understand that where I'm coming from is where, is, is, is basically for the, for the purpose of getting to where they want to be. Yeah. Not necessarily always to where I want them to be. Of course, you know, there are times Mm -hmm. I dream and I'm like, if I could just, you know, but if as long as I can bring you into my house Mm -hmm. and and sit you at the table to where you're comfortable Mm -hmm. and say, all right, what would you like to eat? You Mm -hmm. know, let's at least sit down and eat together and we're all full. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Yeah. And that's, that's where my teaching comes from, I think. And and there just there has to be a relationship. There has to be, of course, there's the means to the end. Mm-hmm. But for me, the end is more important. Let's let's get there. Mm-hmm. Let's get there together. But your to get your there might be a different place 
than her there or his there. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But we got there. <laughs> that's, wow. I think that's what's more what's important. Um, I love the science of teaching dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the emotion of teaching dance. I love the growing of dance. And everybody meets you in a different place in that. You know, I think I scare the quiet babies more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I heard someone say the other day, I was praying with little bitties. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe second grade, third grade, and we were kneeling down and we were praying. And one of the adults who was in the classroom whispered, that's the quietest I've ever heard Miss Otley be. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I can be quiet. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but to meet you where you are mm-hmm. and to bring you to where you want to be. That's yeah. my approach to anything, not just dance, but to anything I feel like I want to share with you yeah. or bring to you. Um, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll try to do it like Paul. Meet you where you are. Come on. <laughs> so so what is what does dance do for society and, and for people and. <sighs> Do you know how they say that public speaking is probably one of, you know, any human being's biggest fear? Mm-hmm. Dance is bigger. Mm. You know, mm. to stand there and speak in front of and be concerned about your words and how they come out and have others understand what you're saying, but then to dance with no words, to move mm-hmm. your body, mm-hmm. and to have others not judge or assess or, or pinprick Mm. that's that's a huge fear Mm. and it's so freeing Uh, I think in any art you have the side of you where you can learn about that thing through a book or by listening or writing it down but in the in the arts in dance Mm. in any of it you got to do it yeah you got to do it you got to invest in it you have to be willing to look like a fool. Hmm. You know, it brings me that song, I'll mm. be a fool for you yeah. any day. Any mm-hmm. day. You have to be willing to be a fool, but in it you gain structure at the mm-hmm. same time. You gain, I shouldn't say you gain, you refine your creativity. Yeah. You, you bring forth this thing that you'd been squelching since you were three or eight or 10, you know, where you would just flip around the room, you know, girl or guy, mm-hmm. and I, um, our poor baby boys, <laughs> you know, it gets squelched for them, I feel, even earlier sometimes. Yeah, it you does. Know, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. And I was like, why not? I have a body, it wants to move, let me move it. Um, but it's, it's a big fear, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like you become fearless. You become fearless yeah. when you can express, and society needs to be fearless for themselves. Mm-hmm. They need to be able to be able to open their hearts, their minds, their spirits yeah. to everything that the arts can bring to them and then share it Yeah, because it's a gift. Mm-hmm. And what's the purpose of having a gift if you're gonna wrap it up in a bow and put it in the closet? That don't make no sense. <laughs> Do you, to, is that what you bring to the classroom then? I think so, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I hope so. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to bring. I'm trying to take that gift I've been given and and share it. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are going to be some who says, no, thanks. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, OK, but I'll just leave it right here by your feet. You can pick <laughs> it up later. 
<laughs> no, I'm, I want to. I want to share. I want to give. Um, and my middle daughter has this thing now. Well, her new thing is to call me by my first name. That's another thing. I'm a mm-hmm. chopper in the trachea. Um, <laughs> but she's, she says, fight me. Or just, you know, Michelle, I can't believe you said that. Fight me, you know. <laughs> okay. So this is my new thing with my dancers, mm. you know. Did you just say you can't do that? Fight me. Hmm. You know, let's, let's challenge Miss Otley hmm. to prove that you can do that. You know, you might wow. not be able to write the second but you sure can, which can means am I able? You're capable. So good. <laughs> so that's where I am. I think we, we're aware often that with dance and the industry of dance comes a lot of issues with like body image mm-hmm. and, and um, all of the things um, that so many people struggle with, but I feel like it's a unique mm-hmm. um, struggle for dancers um, trying to be accepted into other programs right. and how, you know, how, all oh, just all of that. Um, how do you, do you, how do you address that with, um, with, with your kids? With the younger babies, it's, I can't say it's not an issue, but it's one of those things where I don't have to completely invest too much time in it mm-hmm. because their little bodies are still growing and changing and moving. Yeah. So maybe year one, they feel a little too pudgy and a little too round and you can see it in how much they give and how much they don't give. Mm-hmm. And you know, you might sneak a note in, in the hand as they walk out the door that says you can do this or mm. you're just as strong or, you know, I might write a note in the planner or on the reading log, you're an amazing mover. You know, just mm. something to remind them that it's about your dancing. Yeah. It's just about your dancing. Mm-hmm. Just do your very best dancing. Mm-hmm. And then their bodies change and tweak and, you know, they grow five inches in the summer and, <laughs> and then they have a whole new set of problems as mm-hmm. far as control. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is, it is evident. It does exist. That there are those who, who they're not quite sure where they fit in, so to speak, in the dance world and mm-hmm. if they ever will. And, and that is a struggle. I feel like it's just something our instructors grow to remind them that hmm. it's, you're here to do your very best dancing. And whatever you need to know about becoming the strongest dancer you can become, we're here to feed you that information mm-hmm. um, as well as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, as much of that information as you're willing to accept. Hmm. And um, I always tell the kids, I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, if you ask me a question, I will tell you the truth, but I'll also tell you how to work towards the truth that you want to have, hmm. you know. And so, you know, I'll, I'll teach them about being healthy. I'll teach them about being strong, but not just that individual child hmm. on a whole. Yeah. I'm going to teach the dancers about strong nutrition, hmm. you know, what you're feeling. And this is happening in your knees. If this is happening in your back. If, if you're feeling too much this, if you're getting too tired too quickly, if you're not having enough water, this is, this is going to be about being a healthy dancer and not necessarily being, you know, yeah. a stick figure. Yeah. Which nobody can do anything with. Hmm. You know, your muscles make strong dancing. Say that. And you need those, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. Wow. You can get the Everyday Gospel Podcast by supporting Campus to City Wesley Foundation on Patreon. So you have the the art of dancing mm-hmm. and you have the 
the discipline of the classroom. Right. And the, those, the sport of it almost too, right? And then yeah. the academic, right. Yeah. Yeah, those two components. And then as a follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. you have your faith. Yeah. How does your faith collide with being a dance instructor in a middle school? For me, there's no collision because mm. it's not there's not the dance instructor, the academic instructor, and the Christian. Mm. There's the Christian, and in that bubble of the Christian lies a, 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 a teacher. Mm-hmm. That's my gift is my teacher gift. Mm-hmm. And dance just happens to be that discipline. But that all lies within the bubble that God gave me yeah. of Christianity. It's not about separating the two so that I can fit into the world you know, mm. of the public school system. Mm-hmm. Um, have I learned ways to to speak around the spirit and make sure that you still feel him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. have I invested in ways to bring God to you and have you feel, hear, smell, taste, understand him? Yes. But just through my light, mm-hmm. I hope, mm-hmm. I hope it's on. Mm-hmm. There, are days, <laughs> there are days when it gets pretty dark in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but just by being who I hope by being who he's asked me to be mm-hmm. and sharing him in ways that I know that I hope that they can feel, that they can see. Um, you know, there are days I, I play my jams. Mm-hmm. I play my Jesus music. And I still give them an amazing ballet class or modern class. Mm. And I, there are times when I'm teaching musicality. Listen mm. to how this song is decidedly different from this song. Do you hear the difference between how this lyricists use their lyrics as opposed to how this one plays with the rhythm and the music? Will you just learn dance and math? And you mm. got a little Jesus. Mm. <laughs> a little yeah. Jesus was thrown in there. But you just learned some dance and science. And you started to understand how to move your body differently based on this style. Is it sharp? Is it strong? Is it soft? Is it lithe? And all the while I'm playing my Jesus tunes and... While you're learning about dance and science, Jesus was holding you through that whole thing, you know? And so it's all, yeah. it's, it's in there. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I don't sneak it in too often, mm-hmm. but as far as the music is concerned, but on a daily basis, you know, he's there. Mm-hmm. We say our pledge and in our silence, I say my prayers mm-hmm. and I thank him for giving me that day, that moment, that opportunity to share and bring him and everything I have to offer to them. And mm. that's how I, I pray on my class every day. Yeah. You know, I sit at my desk, I pray on my laptop a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right before I answer some emails, <laughs> a lot of praying. <laughs> Do you think your students are aware of your deep faith life? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, it's not something that I necessarily keep hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, they know where I am. Yeah. They know where I'm coming from, but they also know that I won't, I will not be, I won't insult them where they are. Mm-hmm. And I won't tell them that this is better or, you know, where they should come to. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a young man, it must be about 10 years now, mm. he was struggling, um, but he found it important to come and tell me at lunchtime or anytime there was no one in the studio which is rare about how much he doesn't believe in in the christ or god Mm. or any of those things and i'm like 
Okay. So rather than taking it as, why is this child constantly feeling necessary to come and tell me that he doesn't believe? Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that he was really into a certain style of books that he was reading. Mm-hmm. And I would just let him talk and da 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 da. And I said, I found these amazing books for you because I know you like this style, this genre. Mm. And you can use these for your reading logs next year because I know we have a lot of really girly books and you don't mm. want to read those. We're, <laughs> So I got like three or four of these books that were really with up his alley as mm-hmm. far as the style of the writing and the genre. And it was very adventurous and very strong. And, and I handed them to them. And that was Miss Otley being a little bit bad for Jesus because they were all written by a Christian author. And mm-hmm. they, were all, they were all Bible stories, <sighs> but not written in the terms of a Bible story. They were mm-hmm. written as far as the space adventure and every single one of the books, and he loved those books, you know. And mm. I was like, well, you're getting some Jesus, don't even know it, that's okay. <laughs> you know, but I would never necessarily trick a, a student or an adult or anything that way, and I did. I told him by the time he left in eighth grade, I was like, I want you to know those were some Bible stories in there, and those were some, those, even though he rewrote them in the terms of this space kind of odyssey, mm-hmm. it was really about, you know, these different stories in the Bible and how these people came through what they came through and why they were chosen and he just looked at me and he goes I know and I think that was probably the one of the most amazing moments of my life Mm. I said I didn't want to trick I just want you to know they you know those were Christian books and he just said I know and that was that (laughs) left it there have no idea what happened after that you know what happened Mm -hmm. in high school or college but I think that was enough that's beautiful. I think it was enough. Yeah. Do, do, have you ever felt like you got pushed back at work because of your faith? You know, I've, I've seen it, but not in such a way where it was, you know, you can't say that or you can't do that kind hmm. of thing. Because I believe that for the most part, all of us are professionals and we know you know, these are the boundaries, these are the limitations. I think at one point there was a time when there were lots of uh, email going around Mm. and a lot of them were faith-based and, Mm. you know, read this verse and everybody, we were, they were shooting them to a group of people and friends and Mm -hmm. someone said, okay, wait a minute now, you know, this is the work email, can you all send that on your personal time? And it was just a matter of, oh yeah, sure. Mm. Yeah, you know, didn't think about it that way. Yeah. But yeah, because, and I think that's probably the only time mm-hmm. um, if I see the babies getting too concerned, you know, I'll let them know, you know, this is all about the musicality. This is all about the training. This is all about the listening to the lyrics and, and what this person is saying. Mm-hmm. said, even if you're not necessarily a God follower, a Christ believer, mm-hmm. you understand the reality of these words. And when we're working on the emotion of all those things, you can you can apply them to your life in any way that you want to or not. I said, don't feel like I'm trying to teach you anything. Yeah. You know, and I'll let them know that. So, That's yeah. good. <laughs> so in addition for working at La Villa, you do a ton of volunteer stuff for Crossroad and I think First Baptist and what... For somebody who's already working over full time with the babies at the school, why would you want to then use extra hours 
to go drive up into churches and well my husband probably wouldn't think this is but it's fun i mm. mean it's just it's fun and mm. i enjoy what i do at la villa and it's amazingly rewarding and i mm. love sharing and 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 i learn from them i think more than they learn from me mm -hmm. there there are just so many things that they bring back to me and in my life that i couldn't possibly ask for more but then i still go out and do more <laughs> and uh so taking on things like choreographing a musical or choreographing another musical mm -hmm. <laughs> or teaching a dance class yeah. or doing praise and worship with my little weirdos or weirdies as, yeah. they, as we call them um, at Crossroad, that's, that's for me, hmm. you know, that's, uh, that's, that's my refill the, the canister kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that's pouring into, to my juice box mm -hmm. so that I can be refreshed and relearned and, and ready to do some more. Mm -hmm. Um, musicals are my hobby. That's, I love choreographing musicals. You're I love great at it. Everything about jumping in there. I just, no, nobody better ask me to direct. No musicals, never no more. I'm just saying, <laughs> don't ask me to direct. That's not going to happen. Mm. Um, I, I wouldn't mind sitting back in the assistant director's seat and mm. watching things. And I love watching how things unfold on stage and going, what if mm. we did this just this little bit different? Mm -hmm. And then just seeing that big change and the relationship that's happening on stage become more real mm -hmm. and then it in it becoming more real than having that opportunity to bring the audience fully into the experience that is big for me that just yeah. is overwhelming you know yeah. i got to play um i've been i've been working with the first baptist church children's musical i think i think it's been seven years now maybe mm. eight and then just two years ago i was asked to um, help with the passion play. And for me, that was huge. It's oh, like, wow. oh, wait a minute, that's the grownups, you, yeah. know? <laughs> you know? So that was a whole different place to be in and, and a different way to bring musical theater, but more through praise and worship mm -hmm. um, and bring some dancers into that experience and, and talk about the creation of life and make it happen through movement and just kind of be a part of that. Yeah. That was that was amazing. Wow. And uh, just teaching classes, that's, that's for me. Hmm. That's my refill. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do, when you think about like creative arts ministries and, and churches, like what do, you, what do you hope to see in those? What, do you, what, what makes for a great arts ministry of a local church? Um, I think I might want to come from the other side on that. I think what, when it doesn't work so well is when it's confined hmm. because that's that's the complete opposite of creativity mm -hmm. you know when you're asked i want you to move but not hmm. that way or not this way and you know of course i understand um appropriateness and all that kind of mm, good stuff that's yeah. obviously going to be relevant and make sense but there just seem to be so many rules or guidelines that, you know, show me where that is in the Bible. <laughs> I don't remember nobody writing that down. Yeah. You know, why, why did you as man decide that that was necessary? Hmm. What about that makes you 
not feel like it's relevant or mm. feel like we need to pull that back. Wow. I think that's when it doesn't work. But when the creativity is allowed to blossom fully mm-hmm. and within, within God mm-hmm. and through God, mm-hmm. then there's no way that it can't succeed. I just, I don't see how it can't do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. And, and I think that's the important part about a creative arts ministry is first pulling yourself out of it. Which is hard to do as an artist. As for anything, you want to make it perfect. You want it to be. I this has to be, and let's rehearse again. But mm. the guiding force has to be God. It has to be. That's the very essence of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm. If that's not there, there'll be no passion. There'll be no purpose. There'll be no. There's no art. It just you can't have it. You yeah. just can't. You know. So. That's yeah. I think wow. there has to be that. Obviously. What do you wish folks outside of the dance world understood mm. about this art form that is so much a part of your life? You know, when I first um, took over the directorship at Landon, where mm-hmm. the performing arts school used to be, I kind of tackled it like a business. And I wrote myself a mission statement. Hmm. You know, and within five years, this is where I'd like to be. Da, da, da. But my biggest mission statement was to dispel the myth. Hmm. And for a very long time, you know, you'd go to college or whatever, and they'd say, Well, what are you working on? Well, I'm a dance major. And there would almost be that impending disappointment, either in hmm. their face or their features or their res- response. Like, Oh, is that it? Hmm. Or, huh, you must not be very smart kind of thing. Hmm. So my mission was to dispel the myth that as a dancer, not only am I smart, I'm pretty brilliant Hmm. in the fact that I know what my body is completely capable of and I can push those boundaries physically, mentally, and emotionally. I know why my body does what it does, so there's my science. I know how to get it to where I want it to be. There's my math. I know about the history of my movement, who it came from, who made it possible for me, who taught me, who's given me all these different styles. I know all that history and sociology of movement. I know the politics of my dance. I am so amazingly brilliant that you can even stand to see me for this light. You know, I want to dispel this myth, this myth that dancers are not smart. You know, and that was my, that was my drive, right? Yeah. There. Um, and and just still today, I had a little one, one of our science teachers, who's an amazing ballerina. <laughs> I asked her. I said, "Would you like to, to teach one of the classes today?" And she was, "Yes, I have this period off. Let's do it." So she came down. I did not tell the students, mm-hmm. and one of them walked in and said. You're teaching us ballet today? And the instructor was, yes. I just thought she was super excited. And she goes, but you teach ballet and you teach kids real stuff? <laughs> I have to say I was, I was surprised and excited that her classmates jotted her with so many looks. <laughs> they were like, excuse me? <laughs> what do you mean, real stuff? <laughs> Wow. Like, really? You're saying that a person who teaches science couldn't possibly teach dance? And of course, I'm standing on the side going, 
hello. Yeah. <laughs> I've told you guys what I've done forever. Yeah. This is where I started teaching science. And I can go and I can teach that language arts class because I know how to teach. Mm-hmm. And I can get across the information to those students that they need to know about language arts. And this instructor tomorrow can possibly go across the street and help out with the social studies class. Mm-hmm. We're all amazingly brilliant and can do lots of things. But she was so shocked that mm. really, you know, it's, it's one of those things when, you know, the parents come to open house and we explain all the written work that we'll be doing and they'll go, but why? <laughs> I thought this was just a dance course. It's going to dance. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. And we're going to learn everything we can possibly learn about this art in every way, shape and form. That's what I wanted to know. Dancers are smart. (laughs) That's it. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for sharing your heart and your story um, with us today. Um, Deeply appreciate. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you inviting me. This this has been quite cleansing. Awesome. (laughs) It's kind of therapeutic. I might have to come back. We can do it. We can do a part two. I've got lots of other questions. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, friend. Next time on the Everyday Gospel Podcast, Derek Scott will interview Greg Coleman about merging his faith and his career in fitness.